way of like growing up. Like I had a tablo in the bathroom, which my boyfriend finds very strange. <laughs> He's what like, color? <laughs> it was it was blue. Hi everyone, it's Adrian Pangilinan and Big Energy. Welcome back to Soul Supremacy, where we talk about all things unapologetic, all things passion and in pursuit of. And speaking of Big Energy, I have my special guest over here for this episode with Big Energy over here because our friend Susanna Downs, all the way from Sydney, Australia, woke up at what time? Tell me, what time is it there now at this point of recording? It's now 5.18 a.m., but I woke up at 3.45. Ah! I, I I just kept telling her I said thank I was like thank you girl for waking up because <laughs> I personally have a hard time waking up for my like earlier time slots and for those mm. that have tuned in for the past episodes you will notice how sleepy I look in some of them <laughs> you know so so um, thank you again for being here and before we get started I just want I just want to actually read her bio and according to her Instagram which is at Santa Danielle she says that she is a pageant queen plus actress sharing fitness beauty fashion and ultimately she is Gigi in the unusual suspects and that is very <laughs> important to point out because we just we just had a recent kapatid Aina Dumlao on um, the show too as well. And um, I don't know, I just never would have ever thought that I would ever have someone else from the same show, beyond the show. And, um, you know, I'm really, really thankful, like what I told our guests over here. I'm so thankful that she reached out to me for, you know, this platform, for our platform, for her to share her story, because that's what the show's about. It's it's not about me. It's about our guests that comes, that, that, that come on, excuse me, I'm slurring my words, that come on to... You know, shared their light to the world. So, how are you? How are you, Kapatid? I'm good. I'm actually like surprisingly awake for <laughs> being awake for the last like hour and a half. Um, I am pre workout ready and keeping me going. Wow. But I'm good. Yeah, no, I made sure to go to bed really well, really early, like at like nine something. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> I usually, I, tr- I mean, I tend to try to go to bed really. I'm like a grandma now. Like I used to be like super late nights and, um, but now like being out past 10 o'clock, I can't do it anymore. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> if I may ask, um, I, I'm an old soul. I'm 29. I, and then I want to ask you, how old are you? I just turned 28 at the start of this month. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. you're younger than me. And yeah. doing things and have been doing big things and, you yeah. know, like, I'll let you say it in the, um, in the next couple of questions. Yeah. But we're going to get started with the icebreaker question. So are you ready or are you ready? I'm always ready. I love these kind of things. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> um, my very first question for you is, what are three things about you that people wouldn't normally know when they meet you for the first time? Like myself, meeting you for the first time. <laughs> Um, I'm a tech nerd, so I love all things. I love cameras. I love mm. um, new laptops and new iPhones. Like any new technology that's come out, like I'm obsessed with it. I I work at basically the Australian version of Best Buy, and mm. I've been there for almost nine years. Been nine years next month. Um, wow. And as I've like been working there for almost a decade, like I've I've learned so many new things about different products, and I just. I love, yeah, tech and like uh, my parents were um, in IT. So I wow. kind of had that background in me already. And it makes sense. Yeah, not many, yeah, not many people would think that like 
I'm a tech nerd and I love like I have like the like latest blue yeti microphone and <laughs> I talk about cameras with my boss all the time and she's like what's that and I'm like <laughs> um so yeah the fact that I love tech and like editing and all of those kinds of things people don't usually um get that uh okay. second is I'm I mean, still, this is still along the same trajectory, like in the nerd world. Like, mm-hmm. this, I mean, a lot of the things on the bookshelf there are boyfriends, but I love like anime. I grew up with all boy cousins. So, like, I was immersed in Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, Digimon. Yes, um, that is me. Yeah. I like over here, I have a big Digimon poster. I'm not sure if it's original, but it's like a, like a really big poster. That's nice. just like almost like art. Like a painting. Yeah, yeah. Up, so yeah. I was, I wasn't necessarily like a tomboy growing up, but I was always like playing with my cousins and mm-hmm. yeah, watching anime, playing video games, doing all that. But I was there in like pink overalls, like really cute, girly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all with that masculine energy though. <laughs> yeah. But still just like being the little, like the, I was the youngest out of the four of us. So I was always like mm-hmm. tagging along, but still having the best time and yeah and i mm. it, it helped me win over my boyfriend let's be honest oh <laughs> the fact that i like i knew anime and like we that's what we do we watch it together and oh. um that's the best yeah. <laughs> that's the best yeah, when you can no. go home at the end of the day and just like you know like sit down and like tune out <laughs> you know exactly. tune out of the world and be together you know exactly um Last thing, I'm really, I mean, this is very um, along the lines of my character, The Unusual Suspects, I'm very into, like, gratitude and journaling. I journal twice a day. Like, I have like, my tarot cards and um, it's something I don't think a lot of people would associate because, like, I grew up very, very Catholic and mm. now it's all just about, like, spiritual energy and the energy we put out versus the energy that the universe gives back to us like that's kind of been more my spiritual connection rather than yeah 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 yes i i i oh yeah i super resonate with that like um like i i you know i mean i still i i grew up catholic that's what i'm trying to say Mm. and and while in many ways like i feel like i will always choose to associate myself with that because Mm, i feel like i found my love you know but i did but at some point i did like realize that i have kind of went more into my own spiritual journey. Mm. Whereas like the traditional, um, you know, uh, just the traditional religious, um, I feel like, um, like secular relationships that people have with a church, with a church. Basically it's like, yeah, I I, I feel like in many ways I've kind of come to accept that that's not me. Mm. And in many ways in my own, you know, spiritual journey, I feel like I'm always blessed, <laughs> you know, like, like there's right. just, just like many things. Like I could have been dead, but I'm like, no, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, I see. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like God just isn't in one building. Like he's everywhere. So mm-hmm. like, why do I have to always be in one building every week? Like I can fi- find that connection anywhere That's, I go. I don't have to be yes. somewhere every single Sunday. Um, you don't have to be I mean, Sunday yeah. Christians. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think we need to go down a rabbit hole, but I think I get, the, no. I think I get the, I, I think I get the notion of uh, we're probably where you and I share the same sentiments of like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I'm blanking out. Um. Okay. So, so I. I don't know. I'm curious. What is your favorite food? I mean, I'm sure that's heavily influenced with where you're from. So yeah. Yes. Um. Well, I'm a big dessert person. My mom is a cake mm. decorator. Um. Uh, so a lot of my childhood was spent like helping her pack boxes of cupcakes and um, big cake boxes. And as I got older and I got my driver's license, it was me like driving her to deliver cakes. Um, mm. So I love dessert. I love anything that's chocolate. I mean, I'm vegan now, so I have mm-hmm. to like find the the good tasting mm-hmm. vegan mm-hmm. things that don't taste like they're missing, you know, dairy mm-hmm. and eggs. It's always, but I've, I've found them, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm, I've always been a big dessert person. I love ice cream, I love cookies, I love mm. cake, donuts, Anything that is dessert mm. and sweet dessert, I am all about it. Wow. I would say I'm the yeah. opposite though. I mean, I I mean I I I think on certain days I can have a sweet tooth, but like one bite mm. of a cake, I'm like oh, I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the opposite. I'm like my breakfast is always a sweet breakfast. Like it's very rare that I'll want a savory breakfast. Like mm. and make sure it has like Biscoff and melted chocolate and like really nice Ooh. tasting protein powder. Um, wow. And then I end the day always with like a bowl of ice cream with like a protein bar sprinkled in it. And um, I guess it, uh, any other things, like I make my own version of like cold rock and I mix things into my mm-hmm. ice cream because I like texture when I eat. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I like to have like both like the cold and then a bit of crunch and Ooh, maybe mm-hmm. some like frozen fruit on it as well so oh you definitely sound like someone that would be fun to hang out with for brunch yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean not just brunch you know what brunch. i mean like to go out and eat in general <laughs> yeah yeah um would you so then my follow-up question is uh comfort food what is like mm-hmm. a go-to comfort food for you when things feel a little hard when the world feels a little you know like what is your go-to Whatever's in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> I I can admit that I'm a very big emotional eater, and that was a really big part of um, 2021. A lot of, like, <laughs> there was a big um, event that happened that mm. I had that I had to, like, really rein in. Like, I was really digging <sighs> through the pantry, eating all the lentil chips, eating all the popcorn, eating all the, like, it was relatively healthy stuff. Like yes rice cakes with like different spreads on them i'm very conscious of the thing that i buy from the supermarket i tend mm. to not like eat too many like unhealthy things <laughs> i say that in quotation all food is good yes. food but um in yeah. moderation yeah i was like supposed to be in a calorie deficit at the point and i was like going completely out of the box of that and wow um so whatever's I have a dedicated snack cupboard in our apartment. So anything that's what, in wait, there. Wait, what is it? A dedicated sorry, what, what was, snack cupboard. That it oh, what's in there? Like it's my own like it's mine. Like I'll I'll let my boyfriend like eat stuff from there. Oh got, got it. It's only for cupboard. you. It's, it's for you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's it's funny it's because like mm-hmm. oh, no, I just, just like want to corn. <laughs> go, go ahead go ahead it's just like popcorn and different protein bars and like um like um 
not overstock. Like if I have a, a, a tub of protein that I'm running mm. out of, I have the next one of that flavor waiting in line in that <laughs> cupboard. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's your, what I wanted to say was, sorry, we're, we're recording okay. internationally. She's all the way from Australia and we're from San Diego. Give us a break, y'all. No, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, I actually have my rice. It, I got home and I was like, okay, I, I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm really hungry as you speak, but it's okay. Because I was like, when I got home, I was like, hopefully there's more white rice left. There wasn't anything. <laughs> and I was just like, dang it. I was like expecting to eat before we started, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I made, I made it. You know, right before we got started. So after this, I'm gonna mm. have my fresh bake. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think my last question for you is for mm-hmm. this round, at least, is if Susanna Downs were to have her own TikTok dance challenge. <laughs> Speaking of that, because um, I, well, I mean, I, I guess I should mention that mention it now because I, like, it totally slipped my mind to mention it earlier that yeah. you, you know, you got your degree in uh, musical theater. And also, I you were, you um, you were Miss Earth, Australia, twenty nineteen. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So going back to the question, I mean, I, I will do a follow up on the second part yeah. later. So, if you were to have your own official TikTok dance challenge, what will the first move look like? Please show us and describe. <laughs> um, I mean, it would probably just be everyone doing the "We're All in This Together" dance from High School Musical because. That's like how I got started in the industry in a way. With um, High School Musical? Yeah, it was my first Me musical too. I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or at least the movie. Yeah, so, so the movie came out, I think, 2006. 2006. Yeah, and then the stage. I know. And then the stage show came out um, the year after. And I did it November, December 20, uh, 2007. So I was 14 years old playing uh, Gabriella. Um, <laughs> it was my first ever musical. And I was like, let's see if I can do this. And then and it was great. Had- and I'm sure what a perfect, I mean, sorry. Um, talk about a perfect like musical to start off. At. Right, right. And I'm, I'm playing another half Filipina character as well. Yes. So it's really, oh, it's really wow. like kindred. And like, I have a, I'm a big, like, impersonator so I Mm. it kind of started like my impersonation journey as an artist and I start and like accidentally did my audition with my Vanessa Hudgens impersonation and I was like okay I have to be stuck in this for the whole show (laughs) wow do you want to give us a sample of what that audition looked like (laughs) uh what did I sing I sang songbird um Fleetwood Mac song but the Eva Cassidy version, very you know, acoustic. And, but I didn't sing that song like Vanessa, but then when they were like, okay, let's sing Gotta Go, uh, not Gotta Go My Own Way, best song of the whole, <laughs> the yes. whole franchise gotta though. Go yeah. Um, but everything like Vanessa Hudgens was spoken like this and the whole show was mm. spoken like this. And I'm 14 years old and sounding like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, everything was very high pitched, and as you can hear, like my natural talking voice is quite deep. Yeah, you have a deeper range. Yeah, one. Um, but yeah, all my singing was all the way up here, and I had to sound like. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Her her like, yeah yeah her her range at least is high. I mean, 
it sounds yeah. to me that she talks that high, like naturally, like yeah, a, yeah, a little pitchy, hear, you know. Yeah, so the whole thing was very like my larynx was all the way up here, and it was wow. fun though. I had the best time. <laughs> yeah. So would you? Okay. So would you say that your first because you did say that. So going back to the question, so you did say that you would want to do something. Is it like this for your it's the first this one? That whole. Yeah, just getting back into bringing it back. (laughs) I know the dance. Okay, so, um, so (laughs) with you, it was your first musical that you've ever done. For me, 2006 was really like I was 14. Uh, Was Mm -hmm. I? Yeah. Oh, forget how old I was. I was 14. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, I I was 14, and like, so actually, both movies were uh, produced and directed by and choreographed by um, Kenny Ortega. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if it was produced by him. Just kidding. But definitely directed and choreographed. Um, High School Musical 1, the first one, and The Cheetah mm. Girls 2. So mm. seeing those movies come out back to back in that same year really made me fall in love with with dance because I had mm. just uh, started. L- literally, I think I was finishing my first year at um, mm. San Diego School of... San, <laughs> excuse me. San Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts, which was a... Uh, like a pre-conservatory, you know, um, mm. set up middle school and high school. And so when I saw that movie, I was like, I think this is probably what I want to end up shifting my focus yeah. to because I started, I also started in music, but I played an instrument. I just played the violin. And I realized mm. that at some point I was probably going to like face out of it. But I was thankful mm. that there was already something kind of like, there was like dance. And then by the time I graduated, I kind of also had shifted into film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what happens, I think. Yeah. I think we just find all the creative outlets that we enjoy. And because I kind of did that in high school as well. I was mm-hmm. um, obsessed with YouTube and wanting oh, to create too. my own content back then. <laughs> and I started, yeah, I was, I was, I started in music as well, but I was a vocalist. And then I mm. found out that I loved like acting, dancing, and singing all at the same time. So year 11 and 12 in school Mm. was all about musical theater but then Mm. I was filming everything all the time and I entered our um our film festival of the school with a the like mockumentary about girls playing handball in the school which just was not a thing um Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it was like making fun of the fact that like the handball community of our high school was like rampant and like took over the quad of my high school and then so I was like let's infiltrate let's get one of the girls in and it's just really stupid but (laughs) it started my love of like actually filming other people and um Mm. yeah really like creating content that wasn't a vlog like I was vlogging a lot in high school um because that's when it all got really rampant and starting and but then I was like let me make like an actual film Mm, mm -hmm. and then (laughs) yeah I went from there yeah 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 I mean like from from, (laughs) my my that it's it's already 12 noon over here I like why am I talking like as if I'm in her spot like she just woke up and she's more eloquent than I am but it's okay we'll run we'll run with it people know that that this is how I am Uh, but I wanted to say that um that it really seems like you and I had a very, very similar yeah. trajectory, <laughs> you know, like yeah. literally from high school musical going to a performing arts school and then just kind of like 
you know, being blessed with opportunities to like explore all the arts mm. that, that we want to explore. So exactly. by the time, like, you know, like, which is, which is probably going to be the main thing that I want to ask you is like how you got to where you're at now. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, and I actually just caught myself having a very, very seamless segue. So good job for me. <laughs> It's a joke. It's 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 a running gag that I have about me having like awkward seg- uh, segues. Yeah, <laughs> very choppy. I'm just like, okay, we'll just uh, see. There you go. See that that, that would have been an example of it. But yeah. so <laughs> let see. I just did okay. So now we're gonna get. Uh, oh, dang it! I just subconsciously like. Okay. It. No, it's funny. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me stop being awkward. So we're now gonna transition segue into the main interview. So my first question for you is, who is Susanna? She's someone that wears a lot of hats. I'm constantly like doing an, a, like three jobs all at the one time. Um, mm. Yeah, like you said, my uh, my yeah Instagram bio is kind of like the main encapsulation of what I am, like pageant queen, actress, who loves um, fitness, beauty, fashion. Um, but then again, like content creation is a big thing that I love. And then, but I've been retail for nine years and I do children's yeah. entertainment. And I've done that for 17, 18, 19, four years. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just a big nerd. And I like to think like my, how I describe myself is like a big goofball who loves to sing um, and entertain and make people happy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's in like different ways, just like speaking to someone, performing for someone. Um, yeah, I just, I, I enjoy bringing joy to other people and yeah. whether that's, you know, through entertainment as an actor, whether that's on TV, on stage, at a birthday party. Um, mm-hmm. It's always a big thing. But, yeah, I'm constantly busy, constantly wearing different hats. And um, it's nice to have days where I'm just, like, at home on my laptop like a normal person in lockdown who's working from home is. <laughs> oh. oh. Um, you yeah. don't got to tell me twice. I'm, like, rarely home <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. yeah no, I've. I've been lucky that, like, because we're currently in lockdown here in Sydney, so, um, which opens back up October 11th. That's what we've, like, deemed as Freedom Day, where everything if, opens up again. Knock on wood that, <laughs> knock on wood that they don't extend it. Uh, it's been extended, like, so we were only supposed to be in a snap lockdown for two weeks in June. Mm-hmm. And it's since almost June. October. <laughs> since, yeah, um... Uh. Right after my last pageant, it was like the week after they were like, okay, the case numbers have been going up. We need to go into lockdown. We're going to go into lockdown for two weeks. And then it was extended. We're going into lockdown for another month and then another month and then another month. And then they've wow. like finally all the case numbers have like been under a thousand a day. So we're down to, yeah, they've like the trajectory for both like our vaccinations and everything has like deemed October 11th when the gyms can open, hairdressers can open, everything else, like everything can open up again. We're allowed to like go visit family and friends that aren't within our like local government area. Um, mm. But I've been very lucky that like I can, ha- I have a permit to go drive to work um, mm. in like all different 
job. So I have a permit to yeah. go to my retail job. I have a permit to go to my um, my job as content producer for my personal trainer. Um, mm-hmm. So then we have we both have a permit to go to a specific photo studio where we do a lot of our like main major content for. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I've been lucky that I get to like leave the house, but I've enjoyed yeah. the days where I'm at home, either doing like admin stuff on the laptop or I know just, like, I, I, resting, I love those days. Taking, like, yeah. I know I like to taking like a mental health day and like hanging out with my my son who was a cat. Oh, <laughs> is he there? Is he there? What's your son's name? He's a He's asleep. His name is Shanks. I, He's named after three different things. So Shanks from One Piece. Uh-huh. Um, Crookshanks from Harry Potter and mm-hmm. Skimbleshanks from Cats the Musical. So his first name, Shanks, being named after those three things. Wow. Um, but really we just call him Mr. Boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> We didn't have a name for him for like a week and we were just calling him Mr. Boy. It's kind of Mr. Boy. Up, Boy Abunda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not bold, so we can't call him that. He looks like his dad. He's ginger. So. Wow. What's yeah. um um I, I, I know I asked you this, but I should probably mm. ask for <laughs> while we're recording. What is yeah. what's your ethnicity? I'm half Filipino, half um Caucasian Australian. So like if you would like to really dig down, it's half Filipino, half mm-hmm. English. But mm-hmm. my my sense. dad and my dad and his dad, his dad we're all born in Australia. So I just mm-hmm. say Caucasian Australian because obviously just saying Australian would imply that my family is Aboriginal and we're not like mm-hmm. white. The, that side of the family is white. So I'm not going to yeah. make yeah. people think, oh, she's this. I'm like, no, no, no. They're white. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, this is actually the first time I'm hearing that, like, actually kind of breakdown of it because mm. I, I don't think I personally... I mean, my cousin-in-law is Australian, so mm-hmm. <laughs> or I, I mean, that's what that's what he told me. So yeah, then again, I, I, mean, should, I should like, I should probably ask him then. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, everyone your... that is born in Australia or has Australian citizenship, citizenship, wow, citizens. <laughs> now I can't speak. Everyone that has Australian citizenship mm-hmm. or has like permanent residency, I believe, is Australian. So mm-hmm. you know. Saying that I'm half Filipino, half Australian doesn't really mean anything. I'm 100% Australian, but yeah, yes. I'm half Filipino, half like British descent. Yes, that, yeah, yes, yes, and yes, because I had this uh, conversation with someone. I'm not, I, I don't think it's in, I don't think it was in the show, but um, <clears throat> no, it wasn't actually, but they were talking about how, like, just like what you said, I'm like half Filipino and half, um, you said English and Australian or, you know, mm-hmm. and then he was like, but I'm a hundred percent of everything, you know, like, I'm, yeah. or like, as in I'm still Filipino and I'm still yeah. this, yeah. you know? So when he, so when he said that, I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I agree with that. Like I was raised very equally both. Um, mm. Like the Filipino, way of like growing up like I had a table in the bathroom which my boyfriend finds very strange he's what like color it was it was blue <laughs> that's the one that we have yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, I, I was just describing the concept of a tabo and he was like, what, why? And I'm like, because you want to be clean. <laughs> just, I, I mean, I mean, personally speaking, I don't, I like, I could only imagine from his perspective, what do you use? Mm. Like, <laughs> I you mean, know? like I have, we don't have one here, so I have to like reach over to the sink and like kind of do it the same way. But yeah, I was like describing the, like plumbing system in the Philippines. I'm like, you can't. There isn't toilet. <laughs> like you can't use toilet paper. You you have a hose. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. That's like it. when like eventually when we're allowed to travel back to the Philippines and I bring him back over and meet my family because my my boyfriend is like his descent is Scottish, so he's mm. very Caucasian. <laughs> like mm. he's he's a redhead and oh, it's beautiful. His hair color is so stunning. Um, I, I I saw photos yeah. when I was uh, stalking and doing my research <laughs> earlier. I was like, yeah, yeah. Your your post that you just posted, I think, yeah, you guys should celebrate it. Um, a year, a year. A year okay, I, for some reason, yeah. nine months. I was like, it's a year, it's nine months, a year, nine months, whichever. Yeah, a year. No, Congratulations. A, thank you. No, he's he's amazing, and he's so he loves like he's not in our industry and i think mm. that's probably been the best thing for me i used to date an actor and oh. there was like there was like competition that i didn't know i was in so i was like mm, okay um people, but having yeah but yeah, being people, with someone I mean, who's in not in the industry and finds it like exciting makes it even more exciting for me because then i'm like oh really want to impress him with this i really want to like show him like this is what i do and yes. get excited about it because yeah when when he's excited about the projects that i get to do like it makes me even more excited about them mm -hmm. yeah and you just get to go home at the end of the day and you guys get to turn off work which i think yeah. is probably yeah yeah and you know because that reminds me of my conversation with your friend your co-star Ina um say ate ate Ina um yeah. uh, her like her and her husband they're in the same field but mm -hmm. you know from my impression I mean the fact that they started a production you know company together just means that they were able like they were basically meant for each other just because yeah. you know because I, I I feel like I hear a lot of things about like like don't date someone in your industry and then i heard this thing like a while back like like when i used to dance all the time like like as a dancer you should like dating dancers dancers are the best thing ever so i'm just like it's i, I feel like yeah. it's just never really one thing you know yeah you've got to find the right person if you're going to date someone in your industry i thought i had it and then i was uh -huh. like oh no 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 this is like this is not the the kind of person you should be with and like yeah no mm -hmm. having someone that is excited or like more excited or just as excited about what I do uh -huh. is the kind of person I need to be with. Like, yeah, I've seen so many people that have successful relationships of someone mm -hmm. in the same industry. Like, yeah, Ina and Rue, I love them as a couple Brew, so much. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we, Ina would FaceTime Brew all the time, like when we'd be at lunch and we'd be like, ah. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like, Miranda and Peter are perfect for each other. Um, mm -hmm. Michelle and Toby as well. Like we had some amazing power couples in the show that wow. were like, like, Oh. Yes, sana <laughs> all, sana up. all. Yeah, do you, all. I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised I've got to ask you. And uh, do you like, yeah. um, 
do you know any Tagalog? Like, what's your like? What what's your language uh, um, history like? Um, what as a kid, like my mom didn't really use it growing up. Like she would like use it talking to like other family members, like my, oh, my yeah. gossip like, in the corner. Yeah, they're all having <laughs> yeah. dismissed in the in the corner. Yes, yeah, like, that's how you know games. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then as I got older and I was, you know, I did Miss Philippines Australia as my first beauty pageant and I was like, well, I should actually like, mm. like I found more of a passion to want to learn Tagalog a bit better. And then, so I started like my, my connection with Tagalog was more singing songs, like singing OPM songs that my mom would be like, oh, Anak, you should sing this one. It's so nice. And like, what am yes, I singing? Mahal na mahal kita? <laughs> and I'm just like, what, what am I singing? And then so either mom would tell me what I was singing or I'd have to like Google translate it myself and be like, okay, this does make sense for me to sing this song. Mm. Or I'm like eight years old singing about like my love life is gone. I'm like, I, why am I singing this mom? Singing Celine Dion songs that are like, dang, girl, yeah, you've been heartbroken like, for so long. And like four years old singing my heart will go on and i'm just like yes. i like the song mom but i don't think this is appropriate <laughs> yeah um yeah but i like as i've gotten older and wanting to have more of a connection with that side of being filipino mm-hmm. um yeah i've i've kind of made it my own study to learn tagalog a bit better and it helped yeah. a lot during miss earth like because i wasn't yes. with any of my family mm-hmm. um and I kind of became like our group translator because I was the only candidate that understood huh? what was going on when our when our when our chaperones weren't talking directly to us in English. Oh wow! Like if they're like sneaking off in the back, like talking about things, they'd be like, "Okay, this is what's happening." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. actually, you know, actually, um, you are. I feel like we're in a trajectory of like talking about Miss Earth, but we're just gonna mm. also that just a little bit over here because yeah, I be, 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 no, well, also because you were also talking about your childhood. I actually want to um, talk about your childhood. Eh, yeah. Can't talk. I want to talk about your childhood first. Is that, mm-hmm. is that so hard to say? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm really, I'm genuinely, genuinely curious to mm-hmm. see like, how was a young Susanna, like being both, I'll say both Filipino and both, mm-hmm. you know, Australian. Yeah. Yeah. How was that dynamic? Was- like, Oh, I was obnoxious. <laughs> I was obno- an obnoxious little kid. I was raised like an only child, but I have two older half sisters. Um, mm-hmm. My dad's my dad's daughters. So I'm my mum's mm-hmm. only child, but my dad has mm-hmm. two daughters from a previous marriage, and yes. so they had they were had graduated high school by the time I was born. So they had moved Damn. out. They were, you know. Like adults. Young adults. Yeah, they were 19 and 17 years old by the time I was born. So they were like well done and dusted. They yeah, lived on they lived together in their own apartment, like being adults. And so then I was yeah, raised like 17, 18. Child. Okay, they 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 sure had it together right away. <laughs> right, right. Um, so then yeah, it was myself, my mom, and my dad together in the house, and so I didn't really have to fight for anyone's attention. I was just, mm. I just was like, it was just you. <laughs> all the attention on me. Um, yes. And I was the youngest in my family for a while because, mm. yeah, my, my dad's side, all my cousins were around the same age. 
Um, and then on my mum's side, I have a cousin who's eight days older than me. So, and then his brother was three years older than him. And then I had another cousin who was a year older than him. So like we had, we had a close knit group in the family, um, on the Philippines, on the Filipino side here in Australia. So Mm -hmm. we'd always, every weekend was like with my cousins, like I said, like running around the backyard playing, either pretending we were wrestlers or (laughs) playing soccer, (laughs) um, or playing video games. Um, but I'd always want to be putting on a show. And Mm. I think my parents realized that, oh, we've got a performer on our hands. Like we, we're not going to have someone who's following in our footsteps doing a maths degree at uni or getting into, you know, wanting to become a doctor or like the, the typical Mm. Filipino um, stereotypes. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we've, we've got a performer, we've got to nurture this. And I was really, Uh really fortunate that, I did like that of course wanted me to do well in school and mm-hmm. I didn't really <laughs> like I, I did the best that I could like primary you tried school, your best yeah primary school was great academically and then mm-hmm. once you I was able to like really hone in on being a performer that's when like math started to drop off and then other subjects that like were interconnected with maths except for music obviously like music and drama were like my top two subjects in school um and getting my my high school certificate which is kind of like the SAT equivalent um those are my higher subjects and then English Mm -hmm. design and technology which Mm -hmm. I made a dress for my fine like my my major work in in Um, high school in high school I had a lot of help though (laughs) I had a lot of help, but, um, and then biology and maths were like down the bottom. I wanted okay. to do chemistry cause I like mixing things. And I, I, I like to say that baking is basically chemistry cause you have to follow it is. instructions. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was good or at else your cake. Your cake could be too, like, could, you know, like it it could explode, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you if you overmix stuff or if you put yes. too much of this, too much of that, then it's it just like yeah, either the cake yeah. will like sink in the middle or just won't bake or all these kind of yes. things. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was always just running around singing, telling other people they couldn't sing. <laughs> I was so. Oh. I was I was really like, I wanted all eyes on me as a kid. Um. <laughs> I'm a bit more You're... humble about it now, but like, yeah, as a kid, like I, we'd, I'd be singing with my neighbors and like my mom's 50th birthday wasn't her 50th birthday. It was a show for me. <laughs> I had like three <laughs> costume changes. I sang about five songs and did a dance. Like it was, it was just basically like an opportunity for me to perform. And I was singing a song with my neighbor. We only had the one microphone and like I'd sit there, stand there like this when it wasn't my turn to sing. And then I'm like, okay, it's my turn. And then it's, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. More humble about it now. Yeah. But <laughs> God. Obnoxious is the word to describe me as a kid. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, you know, in many ways, I probably lived in my own. I, I, I was actually just telling someone this that for the longest time, I lived in my own bubble. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah so then so when all of that then 
did you I, I I um what did you go to college for and um did you go to because you, you mentioned that you went to college for you got your degree um your bachelor's in music um mm-hmm. in uh, musical theater mm-hmm. was that um, the original so, was that the original choice or or did you just no. go straight into it or did you have something else like no, most so people um i mean i was i was trying to do a bachelor of music at like the stock standard universities and Mm. there he is there's my son um the stock standard (laughs) he's just like this little meow um yes bubba um the stock standard like australian universities in sydney and also like the big performing universities here yeah um and I didn't make it into any of the big ones. So I was like, okay, mm. I'll just do like, I was about, I was originally going to do a Bachelor of Arts pathway to teaching primary because my like backup job was going to be a music teacher in a primary school because I think that's what really, really nurtured my love of singing and performing mm. was my music yes. teacher in primary school. All um, the art teachers in public schools, yeah. private schools, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that was the idea and then I hated regular uni I was there for a month and I was like coming home crying and like my only my only source of happiness at that time was the fact that I was doing Saigon um in a Mm. local production of it and I was like this is my only joy this is the only thing that makes me happy and then one of my (laughs) best friends who was my Troy Bolton when I did high school musical, we're still really good friends to this day. He was like, Ooh, "What's I'm his name? Doing... You want to give him a shout out?" <laughs> his name's Chris Egan. Um, yeah, we've been friends since 2014. Wow. Um, yeah, he was—he's actually in the Unusual Suspects. He was one of um, the workers in Sarah's uh, sh- show for Nick, and like he takes off the blanket Ooh. off of one of the sculptures. Spoiler yes, alert. once I get um, cool, I'm gonna need to binge watch yeah. the show. By the way, you're yeah, like the so second he, person that I'm hearing talk about it. But continue. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So, yeah, he was like, "Oh, come and audition for um, the musical theater program at the Australian Institute of Music." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it." Because I'm <laughs> I'm depressed as hell. And he's like, "No, same." Because he was doing, I think, music teaching at the University of New South Wales and he was dating it too. So I deferred wow. from from uni and we both auditioned together. We both got in. There, there was a portion of it where we had to do like music theory and I filled out the form and then the head of musical theatre was like, okay, you can start now. And I was like, I finished. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Here you go. Because, yeah, I was a big music theory nerd in high school and I loved like, mm. um, I loved like, transcribing music from ear and um get a friend's pay me for their like final works at uni to transcribe a song that didn't have any sheet music mm. and um yeah they pay me in money and also chocolate which was oh, yeah food best of both yeah. worlds best yes. of both worlds um yeah so we got in and started may 2012 at like studying a bachelor of music and musical theater and then, yeah, because our semesters were actually trimesters, so we had three terms of the year. So mm. we did a three-year course in two. So I had my degree by the time I was 20 years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I think to, <laughs> speechless. You learn something every day, right? I yeah, there's yeah. definitely. I, I think this is the first time that I am hearing about the the education system there from mm. there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So like so, it's you. Most schools tend work on like a regular semester, like mm-hmm, um, two. Yeah. Yeah, two. But my school worked on the trimesters, which I've actually found it a lot easier to navigate because it was it was similar to like primary school and high school you have the mm-hmm. four terms of the year um yes. which yeah it was, a lot, it was a lot easier and then I was like mom look I'm just like you I have my degree by the time I'm 20 because like yeah ah. back in the Philippines they would do high school up until grade 10 and then yes and then college four years of college mm-hmm. and then they'd have a degree at 20 years old so I was like mom I'm like you I'm like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, since we're in this, so I I know you did Miss Earth. How mm-hmm. like there's Miss Earth, and then there's the initial mm-hmm. suspects. Mm-hmm. What is I guess my follow up question in between the two is, can you feel? Would you mind filling in the gap? Like when <laughs> did you, when did you do Miss Earth, and like, and also what was like life like after college when you graduated? Like what yeah. was that adjustment period? Because I because I feel like for a lot of people, including myself, that was a struggle. <laughs> mm. You know. Oh yeah, it was it was a big struggle. I mean, I was I started my retail job when I started uni, so mm. um, I was lucky to be kind of still working in the industry, have- but on the other on the other side of it, the selling side of it, like selling DVDs, yes. selling CDs, and. Like I have the CDs that we're selling and I'm like, oh yeah, I went to uni with this guy. He's really nice. Like telling customers about oh, them and they're wow. just like, I don't care. Let me, let me go buy my CD. And I'm like, I'll give you a backstory. Like, you know, you're supporting someone that I think is a great person. So, okay, good for you. You're, um, you're like, you're like the librarian, the library. Yeah. I'm just trying to yeah. check out the book, but, but yeah. the librarians in, in, in essence are like super passionate about you know, like they, they represent people who, who are super passionate about what they do, you know, exactly. just like you in your work. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was lucky I was still kind of in the industry in that sense. And then I started doing children's birthday parties. I was like always the ethnic princesses um, oh. because like I can't be, well, my, my boss is very much like we'd rather have the actors look like the characters that they're playing. Like me being Cinderella or Sleeping mm. Beauty just wouldn't wouldn't match because I don't look like them. And like they, some kids are like a lot smarter than what they think. Like yes. when I still had brown hair, I mean, we're getting back to it because of lockdown. But uh, <laughs> when I still when I still had brown it looks hair, good. like I could. Thank you. I'm oh, I'm I'm over it though. Um, I. Was able to just October like, 11, it's coming up. You said October, October 11, 11, right? Yes, October yes, 11, there yes. you go. I can get my hair back, back to up being roots. blonde again. Um, my, yeah, my, um, my hair could like just be crimped. And so I'd go into kids' parties without a mm-hmm. wig on and they'd be like, oh, wait, you really are Moana. I'm like, yeah, like this is my hair. Um, but <laughs> there'll be times when I'm just like, can I just wear the wig? I cannot be bothered to do my hair today. And like, we found a really good wig. Um, but there was, yeah, there was a big lull in um, 
work because mm-hmm. diversity was still kind of building up here in Australia. Um, and the, the importance of having, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed Australian looking the stereotype of Australian people was like on the down, like it was coming mm-hmm. down where like, okay, we want to actually show what Australia actually looks like and having actors that actually look like the everyday people you see on the street. Um, yeah. And so I was getting more and more commercials as time went on. That was really helping. And then I booked my first, like, series, so my first SBS miniseries, which Ooh. is the um, production, well, like the network that The Unusual Suspects is under in Australia, mm-hmm. um, in 2017. And it was a bit part, but it was like my first one, like, I were on a TV set and having to come in for multiple days because, you know, I had, although my I had two days. My first day was a full day on set where I had mm-hmm. to film in the morning and then wait around on set for hours and hours and then film at night. And then another day was just a half day shoot for me at the end of the night. Um, but it was so exciting. And I was like, I want to do more of this. I want to do more of this. And yeah. Um, it was it was a three year gap between, but then the unusual suspects came around and best experience of my life. Um, and I think I don't think I would have gotten that role had it not been for me doing beauty pageants purely because I had a bigger following with Phil, like different Filipino communities both here mm-hmm. in Australia and in the Philippines and like my, yeah, my first beauty pageant that I did was in 2015 because Mm -hmm. I had watched a friend compete in 2013 while I was Mm -hmm. still doing like community shows and just like I was asked because she's a big, like really close family friend and they were like, can you come and support us? Like we'd really, really appreciate your support. And I was like, okay, we'll we'll come. Um, And I'm sitting in the audience looking at these girls and I bet you were like, I can beat them. <laughs> Legit. I was sitting up, sitting in the audience, like watching these girls answer Q and A. And I'm like, why do they, why am I so sitting down first? here? <laughs> yeah. Why am I? <laughs> well, I had just finished a musical. So that's probably why. Um, oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. I had just, yeah. And I was sitting there watching and being like, why do they sound like robots? Why do they sound so rehearsed and sound like they don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> and then, so I was like, let me finish my degree first. So I finished it 2014 and then 2015 I was like, okay, let's get this done. It was kind of like more so a, a weight loss goal because I had just come back from the Philippines at the start of 2015. And you know what it's like when you go to the Philippines, you just eat. <laughs> yeah, and so, you usually come back tanner. Yeah, more tanned and... I was 10 kilos heavier than what I had been before I left. So Mm -hmm. I kind of used it as an excuse to like lose weight. And I booked in with my personal trainer, who's now one of my bosses. Um, And so I booked in with her six years ago and I won the charity queen crown, which is, Mm -hmm. oh, you can't really see it because it's thin, but it's up there. It's up there. Is so it like, on the other side? I see a crown on the other side. So that's my Miss Earth Australia like, <laughs> crown. And that's 
there's like I don't know if you can really see it. But oh wait, oh I mis- I can see it now. I my, can see it now. Yeah, my Miss Charity. Audience, crown. let's look closer. I'm just oh, no, 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 I, I see oh, it now. Like sorry. when you like yeah. shaped it. Yeah, so <laughs> that was my Miss Charity Queen Australia crown. Won that um, in 2015, and then it kind of was just like, okay, I actually want to represent Australia doing something. So I tried so many different platforms, and then it wasn't until like Miss Earth mm-hmm. Australia that I I placed runner up in 2018 that's the runner-up crown there it's very tiny it fits on my cat's head um I placed <laughs> runner-up yeah he's so cute I'm like he hated wearing it but he, like it was the most adorable thing I think of it it's seen. okay mama wanted for you baby <laughs> exactly um no so I won that in 2018 right um 2018 and then I was like no I'm really passionate about this pageant because yes can I Actually, before you can, um, I just wanted to, mm. um, I think that's going to lead me to my next question. What made you keep going? Because I think it's really important to talk about grit, gr- mm. uh, having grit and like resiliency. Mm. So, I mean, you were going to answer, but I just wanted to like ask. <laughs> what made um, you keep going? For pageants, it was because, you know, as an actor, we're playing other people. And I mm. like I, I, my my biggest thing is like I want to make a difference and I want to be a role model for her, yes. um, mixed race Australian people who felt like they didn't really fit in and like they didn't see themselves represented on TV, and yeah. that that's always been a big thing for me. Like as a kid, I always wanted to be like I want to see I want to see myself on TV and like I'm and really you have to, grateful and, to be that. And people like us, we have mm. to be the faces. You know, mm. we have we have to be, and and that's a, I was having this discussion with uh someone that I like someone yesterday basically, and they got I, I I was basically trying to explain it to them, but they had like they had the notion that it was for like vain reasons, and I was like, mm. no, it's because it's part of my advocacy. It's like I like by showing up, us showing up and being from the camera. That's the advocacy in itself. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I wanted, I've always wanted that representation, but then for pageants, I get to do it as myself and I get to do it yeah. about the things that I'm passionate about. And I found out that mm-hmm. I was very, very, I mean, I've always been someone who has been passionate about the environment for a very long time. Like I was that kid cleaning up the playground, even though I wasn't on detention. Um, <laughs> uh, and then being more educated about like climate change and um the the agriculture system and how how much water is wasted when you like yeah. make meat and make products that are primarily animal based i found like really like was really touched by it and like we were planting trees in primary school and that was a really big part of the campaign for Miss Earth Australia and Miss Earth itself. Like we were planting trees like almost every week um, because there's been a lot of deforestation and like the right before I competed for Miss Earth Australia 2019, like the Amazon rainforest was on fire. So a really big part of that was like, yeah, a really big part of the campaign was building, like not building, planting more trees because we lost so many in that fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after going to Miss Earth, um, end of 2019, start of 2020 was when we had the really bad bushfires here in Australia. 
Um, mm. So it was just it was more onus onto us to plant more trees and protect the animals because we lost a lot of native Australian animals. Um, yeah. It's a it, it's a pageant that you know really changes your look on on life and how you can help protect the planet to be able to like keep it going for longer for future generations and like yes some other pageants like you feel like you want to do more but you're yeah. physically getting your hands dirty when you do a pageant like Miss Earth because you're you're, yeah. you're physically out there doing things and that's I think what kept me going is the fact that I wanted to keep making a difference and keep physically doing things because I guess you can stand there and be pretty and have your hair and makeup done but I wanted but to like what else you know what exactly else? like what else are you doing with that mm -hmm. title and I really just wanted to like yeah like physically get into it and actually do things like yeah. I remember competing in 2018 we had to like practice our choreography for on stage right beforehand so I and I'm sure, and I'm sure for you that was nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I like yeah, like you doing doing choreography. Like I was the one pretty much running it, um, running out <laughs> like backstage rehearsals. But it got to a point like where we didn't have enough room backstage, so I picked up a couch and moved it because what else? Who, no one else is going to do that. They're just going to stand there. And I was like, okay, let me get this done. I moved the couch out of the way mm -hmm. because no one else was doing that. And like, so I've always been. <laughs> someone who like I'm very much a Virgo I'm like I have to get it done I have to like like let me fix it I will fix proactive. it for you yeah very proactive sorry it's like our balconies right there and and I get is it raining what what am I hearing it no it was raining was it, it a car oh, no. no it was just me opening the door to let my cat back inside oh, okay no well, I mean because for some reason I I thought that when you opened it I heard shh uh, it's not. I don't think it's raining right now. I think it probably was, or maybe I think. Uh, I don't know if that's fog or if it's rain, but it was raining yesterday. <laughs> okay. I can't really tell. Our shutters. Our shutters. It's, are it's probably the window then making that sound because I just. Yeah. I, I like from what I heard. I thought it was like shh, like a. Yeah, no, it's rain. me opening the, the side door, to let him out. Well, he loves to go outside. Yeah, then again, I'm reminded that it's like barely like it's probably 616 yeah, or 6, yeah, now. foggy. Yeah. I mean, like my light over here is like noontime, like uh, hot, like yeah. ooh, I'm burning up. I'm burning up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that moment like when you um, when when they announced your name for when you found out that you that you won Miss Earth Australia 2019? Well, firstly, they said it wrong. The guy that announced it called me Susan, and that's my ah. biggest pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve about my name. Wow, like, okay, my name kill, kill, boy. I, yeah, I, I mean. I would have been like Star all over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, read it again. Like, but, I mean, the way that I reacted, it was just like I had been, I had never been more Catholic in my life until that night. Like, after Why? every... After In every single, like, I was praying so hard mm -hmm. after every single round. Like, we were just, we had just done, um, like, personal introduction, and I'm back there, like, changing into my swimsuit, like, saying Hail Mary, saying the Alpha, ah. and then, <laughs> and then do run, and then do my runway, and then 
go back in, change into my evening gown, pray another thing. And then pray again, walk yeah. The, walk the runway and then wait backstage before they announce top 10 and I'm yeah, sitting there one. like crouched in my evening gown just like praying and then they announce top 10, do that, come back, pray again. <laughs> like oh every God. round was another round of like I was pretty much praying the rosary after I... every single round. From from, from what I've seen, I I actually see a lot of people praying on stage. I think when the, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever been more religious until that night. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I had worked so hard since 2018 after placing in the runner-up and then coming back again and only focusing on that one pageant system. I worked Mm -hmm. so hard. Like, I really, really honed in on my fitness and I would bring my my heels to the gym and practice my my runway um, mm-hmm. every single day and then getting really educated on the, the Australian environmental issues and every night I'd have like, so we have a hashtag portion around for the top 10 and we'd have to answer like speak about a specific hashtag for 30 seconds so I would have a basket full of different topics and get my mum or dad to like pull it out and ask me like time me on how I would say it like every single night was really really it was like rehearsing a script but at the same time Mm. making sure that it was personal to me and not sounding like I had rehearsed it um not being not being robotic like what you first exactly exactly. as an audience yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. making sure I had the information in the back of my head but then still sounding like myself and not sounding like what's known as a pageant patty in, in oh. beauty pageants, which is, yeah, like the robotic, like, and I want to say this and all this. And it was it was that, like, relief that all my hard work had been for a reason. And yeah. I was, like, so excited and also really hungry because <laughs> I trained like a, like a bodybuilder for yeah that's how I that's how I train for pageants like I I lift really heavy weights and cardio is only really brought into it later in the game um Mm -hmm. so I was hungry (laughs) just really hungry and my birthday was that week as well so we waited until the night of the pageant and the night after to actually celebrate my birthday properly with like birthday cake and presents and all those kinds of things. Um, wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about a double celebration, a crown yeah. and a birthday. Yeah. So it's just a really big sense of relief. And I was like, yeah, like, thank God all my hard work was put to good to use and actually like came it paid to off. fruition. It yes. paid, yeah. hundred percent paid off. That's, yeah. yeah. So I can remember. How, I'm I'm curious then, like after so. So with that, how would you feel mm-hmm. like things? Um, like what was the impact of doing this for you? Like how did it um get the ball rolling, in in, in your career? Because I mm-hmm. know that shortly because because I know you just mentioned earlier that having your um your experiences uh your your um crown basically like it helped you get the unusual suspects. Mm. Well, I've, I feel like it did. I don't know if that necessarily was like the biggest, like the reason why I towed over the line and actually like booked the role. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you were to, if like a casting director was to Google me at that point. Oh, oh I've, afterwards, I've, I've, 
I wouldn't doubt it because I've had some experiences doing um I, I was a casting uh, assistant basically and mm. With, with, without a doubt, they will look at your record. <laughs> record <felony? Yeah. laughs> They will look at your body of work, basically. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I feel like me being able to go to the Philippines and actually represent Australia was a, like, a big deal. Like I, Yes, if I had done another pageant and gone to another country, like it would have been good. Like, okay, she's got notability. But the fact that I was able to go back to the Philippines and represent Australia. Our motherland, yeah. Exactly. It's like representing my first home in my second home Mm. Um, was really, really powerful for that. And the fact that, yeah, like a lot of the articles were like, Miss Australia with Filipino blood. And I'm like, yeah. So I feel like that definitely helped. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) And the audiences in the Philippines and like my Instagram grew a lot because of the pageant and then a lot of Filipino Mm. eyes were on me. So the fact that like I was able to book a TV show all about Filipinos in Australia was definitely a lot helpful. A lot more help. There we go. The audience we got. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) This this is going to be the intro. I love it. Just kidding. (laughs) It's it's okay. Yawn it out. I'm like, you're here yawning. I'm here like hungry. (laughs) Um, um I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like, I know it was definitely like super helpful that I had an audience in the mm. Philippines that they were excited about when you know international audiences were able to finally see the show. Yeah, it's so weird. Like like Miranda's fans have like latched on to the rest of us girls. Um, and like, I had someone make an Instagram fan page for me and I'm like, what is this? Oh my goodness. Me? Wait, wait, like, you, you, you in person, real person or your character? Me. Like, oh, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. You know how like a lot of like celebrities will have their like, oh, uh, I'm just going to use your character's name. GG Naptics. GG Nation, <laughs> you know, like those yeah, kinds of like yeah. fandoms. There you go. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. In my head, she's called them her GGBs because her last name is Bulseco. So <laughs> in my head, yeah. like I had this, I had this full like marketing idea to like make IGTVs from her Instagram um, and then put it out. But I was... I think I'm so busy like making other campaigns for for my work. my boss. Yeah, for work related things. <laughs> for and, other real life situations yeah. to help pay the bills yeah. on the other side of like you filming, you know. Exactly. Um, exactly. You uh, see my I'm like creeping on my I'm gonna cut this, but <laughs> but basically what I wanna say is as we get as we um head into the last leg of our interview, I want mm-hmm. you to fully talk about the unusual suspects because you know it's now here in the united states which is where i'm from and like i actually um uh saw my best friend yesterday uh we were doing stuff for our um uh collective which is called the fail and film collective which is basically one of plugna might as well <laughs> um which is like basically a collective a group that really um 
aims to highlight like other film creatives, specifically in the film industry. So mm-hmm. whether that's acting, directing, screenwriting. So basically, I told her about Aina and how I was going to interview you today. So I was like, oh, um, if you guys have Hulu, you know, um, I'm interviewing this guest over here who's on uh, The Unusual Suspects. And, and she said she's heard of it. You know, mm-hmm. like I like a lot of people that I've asked about it, they say they, they've said they've heard it. But yeah. for this last part of the interview, I want you to take this opportunity to talk about the show, mm-hmm. uh, maybe talk about the process of mm-hmm. how you auditioned for it, um, getting into the role. And I guess mm-hmm. just I guess I think you want to share about it because this is the time for people to know about yeah. your show. Yes. Um, so I auditioned for mid 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that, that that was it that I had heard from it because I didn't hear anything <laughs> about it until 2020. Um, and I was like, a big like, part of my uni experience was a lot of my cabarets were me mocking my mum and like <laughs> Im- imitating her accent. But like, the Instead of Jokoi, of... you're Jokai. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but a a big thing with this role was the fact that, like, I needed to sound like a 20-something-year-old Filipina, not a tita. So I had to, I oh, was, like, God. asking my cousins and a couple of my friends who had relocated back to the Philippines for either pageants or acting purposes. Um, I was like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to sound like, what do, what do I need to sound like? And they were like, okay, so you have to be slightly more American, but then your, like, your Ds are obviously the soft D, like, it's um, the R's are more pronounced rather than um, an American R is. Um, and just really, hard, like, listening to, like, people like, I mean, I was using Catriona Gray as a really, really big um source of my my accent work as Gigi um because she was you know born and raised in Queensland Australia and then Mm, relocated back to the Philippines in 2012 and her accent she she got her crown so yeah Yeah. she got her crown for the Philippines but like yeah her (laughs) accent changed she had a very broad Australian accent and yes, if you like go. If that makes you go sense. Way back, I've spoken. Yeah. I've spoken to her actually online. Mm, I I yeah. got invited to do like a like a be a press for her um the single her single that came that came up mm, uh came yeah. came up uh, oh no sorry hold on ah, her single that came out recently um R Y F raise your flag there you go mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so so I I can remember hearing her um accent you know yeah yeah okay so, like, if, if 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 you need to yawn it's okay I don't. Blame you. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so so her accent now is very millennial Filipino, I want to say. So it's yes. very American, but mm. then there's certain words that are different. So I was really, really practicing that, honing in on that before my audition. And originally Gigi was supposed to be like a medical student just wanting mm. to come to Australia because like her family's rich and like she wants to experience Australia as like a gap year. But then mm-hmm. the plot changed as writing changed and oh, yeah. um, she then became a um, a business student having to like come over to the Philipp- uh, coming over to Australia for a different kind of reason, which if you watch the show, you'll see why. Um, yes. And 
yeah, I didn't hear about it for like over a year. And then I get a call from my agent being like, hey, can you, are you free to do a table read? Because they need to do just a, a table read for the show because they um, haven't heard the whole thing be spoken out loud, obviously mm-hmm. with um, the start of the pandemic happening. They were like, we can't do yes. a, a in real life table read. So can you, are you able to do this? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm free. Um, so it was a zoom table read and I remember those. They were, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, this might be a good chance for like your callback for you to get a callback for it. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, so then we did the table. Oh, read. wait. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know I hadn't booked it yet. So I just oh, okay. thought so, I was so, so like they basically just asked you to, as a voice for like a like a mm-hmm. like a moving body. It's like hear exactly. it out loud. Ooh. Yeah. Good, so, good good strategic move there. Right, right. <laughs> um so I did that and I was like, okay, I really need to make a really good impression on this. So I I was like walking around the house talking like this and just making sure that I sounded like how she's supposed to sound. And my mom's like, Anabian, what are you doing this? What why why do you sound like what is this? I'm the trying other. to unlearn uh-huh. everything from you. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm just trying to sound like this character, mom. Like, And she's like, okay, stop that. Like, that's not you enough. Um, that's the idea. And yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to be a little bit more method with this so that I don't have mm. to really like concentrate yeah. on what I'm saying to sound mm. right. Um, and then a couple weeks later, probably one of the worst days of like the worst weeks of my life at that point, I then get a call from my agent. I'm, I think I've told, yeah, I've told this story in another interview. I'm sitting in the waiting room. No, I'm sitting in the lobby of mm-hmm. um, an x-ray place because I had taken my ex to get his foot um, x-ray because he had fractured his ankle going oh. on a walk. And on a walk, so I'm yeah, going on a walk. Oh no, he fell down a hill and fractured his ankle. Um, so I had taken him to get his ankle x rayed, and I'm waiting in the lobby because I wasn't allowed to wait in the waiting room because of the pandemic. Um, and I get a call from my agent, yeah, and I get a call from my agent, he's like, You booked it. And I'm, I stand. Your agent said, I'm gonna be the halo. That's about that, right? Literally, I. I don't know if I've told him this, but like he pretty much like made that week 180 that like just that from that one phone call. And I was so excited, so happy. And um like my ex <laughs> I would have been like, give, screw your foot. <laughs> just kidding. Right. I want I wanted to, but I I'm, I'm one of those people that was like so like thankful and like like if you're in my life, you're in my life. I'm gonna take I'm loyal to a fault. I'm one of those people. Mm. Um and so I'm, yeah, waiting there. To t- and I told him the news as we were driving back home, and he didn't care. He really didn't ah. care. I is know. he? Wait, this, hold this, on. This, if this, I may ask, is he yeah. the actor, the one that you yeah. mentioned had mentioned? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He didn't care. Um, and mm. that really broke down. I can, down I can see why. Then, yeah. May have been intimidated. Like, yeah, but then like a week later, he he moved out. And I was, st- and my my best friend, well, one of my best friends, who's my my fitness boss, she was like, "You've booked a TV show." 
forget him. Like, who cares? And so I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. And then we had the first table read with, like, the actual cast. And I remember just sitting in my study in my parents' house because I was still living with my parents at the time, oh, yeah. sitting there because I didn't know who else was cast in the show. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there in this Zoom and I look up, there's Miranda, there's Peter, there's Toby and Michelle and I'm just like in my head. Obviously in person I'm just like I've got poise, I'm not, I'm not, and Heather as well actually I was freaking out over Heather. Um, mm-hmm. I'm standing, like I'm there like poised and like professional but in my head I'm like oh my God all these people that I know on TV and in movies, I'm doing a show with them. Oh that my one God. Bench me. <laughs> Legit. I felt that way. And, um, and like everyone else and like would feel if they're like, Oh my God, I'm Zelda. Oh, yes. oh my God. Spellbinder. All these people. Oh my God. The guy from billions, like all these emotions were running through my head that day. And I was just so, so excited. And like, yeah, like mm. I said, I had no idea that they were doing it as well. So then I'm running around telling my parents, like, oh, my God, they made the show. I made it. (laughs) And I couldn't tell anybody, like, like Um, anyone else that they were in it until the announcement was made in September when we were, like, (laughs) those Those NDAs, girl. NDAs. I know. know. Um, Million dollar. A million dollar. Million years. Yeah. (laughs) NDAs. We can never talk about it. But the filming process, like for me, I had to like obviously take time off of my day job, and I've told mm. my I've told my how boss, was that? I, yeah, I mean, I've I my position at the company I work for has been a casual position since I started. Mm. I've been permanent casual the entire time, which I've been very lucky about because like permanent casual. Time. How did wait explain that permanent casual? <laughs> so like I'm, I'm I'm a permanent staff member, but my. Yes. I don't have a set amount of hours that I have to do. I don't have a set mm. day that I come in. Um, as long as as long as you show up and get the work done, basically, whenever exactly. that is. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But I because I've been in in the company for such a long time, I really value the fact that like I I know what I'm doing and I've been doing it for such a long time. So I'm very yeah. very thankful for that job. Um, shout out to JB Hi-Fi Marylands if anyone's watching this. Um, yes. Um, and so I claim, to, claim like, on that day will. There you go. Claim yeah. that. I've had to, like, I've been very fortunate. Like, when I had to take time off when I went over to the Philippines for Miss Earth, like, that I had to take two months off. And they were so wow. appreciative because I, like, I came back in for the, the day I won Miss Earth. Australia, <laughs> I gotta go back to work. <laughs> I came, I went back to work the next day, but I came into work with my sash on, and my boss Ooh. was like, Let's take a photo. We'll send it to head office. And so we did that. And he was so he was so proud of me. So I was like, okay, if they actually genuinely have like love and um, are proud of the accomplishment accomplishments that I make, they're gonna let me take the time off. So yeah, he let me take um, end of September to the end of October off. Um, that is to to compete in the Philippines. I don't. And then yeah, yeah, the same thing happened for the unusual suspects. I was on set Monday through Friday from October until November. So I couldn't work during the week 
on mm-hmm. those days because I was on set and so I'd either work on the weekends or not work at all those weeks and I, mm-hmm. I like promised my boss I was like when I win the to- the the Logie award for best newcomer I'm gonna thank you in my speech and he's like okay you can take the <laughs> I I just I just want to say you are so like blessed and fortunate to have a job to work for someone that allows you you know because like I hear from enough like I guess people who do that specifically like yeah. reality show contestants they yeah. a lot of times they come back to nothing yeah no you know? I'm I'm very very lucky and my mom's like never leave that job always stay on the payroll just <laughs> just mama's correct she said stay on the just payroll come back. I mean, and the discounts are good too. Like it's, you know, it's like Best Buy. So like you can buy TVs and cameras. What's it called? I, what's it called again? JB Hi-Fi. JB. And then Hi-Fi. As like, 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 like H-I-F-I. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Like okay. Lo-Fi. Yeah. Lo-Fi or whatever yeah. it's called. Lo-Fi, Hi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. yeah so okay. I've been, yeah, been there for coming up to nine years and, I don't think I could do another kind of day job as as like draining as retail work is. I don't think I could do another field of retail mm-hmm. other than there because there's yeah they're so supportive and like they want you to succeed in life yes. rather than just yeah. in the company and like my my managers are really really understanding of like mental health issues happening especially right now like oh. they genuinely ask how you are. Mm-hmm. right right like yeah yeah yes <laughs> yeah that's what i'm gonna say yes so <laughs> i've been yeah really really lucky to have like be able to take the time off to film and then we filmed october november of last year and film like i i really didn't have much experience of filming pre-pandemic so filming during pan- a pandemic was like hair and makeup oh. gets done then you put a mask on and then you go to set rehearse and everything with your mask on then it's like okay cameras up take the mask off touch-ups happen and then you film so like everything was just like, like you constantly putting a mask on and off on and off um yeah and I feel like a lot of Australians you know complain about the fact that we have to wear masks a lot and yeah just but I'm like, if I can film a four-part miniseries while wearing a mask for hours upon end when I'm not on camera, I don't care anymore. I will wear a mask, like, if I'm going on a walk. I will wear a mask if I have to walk into a shop. I do not care because if I can mm-hmm. do that, I can wear it in any other kind of environment that I need to. Yeah. 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 I mean... It's it's hard. That, that just, I mean, I I guess what I wanted to say was, I don't think I could personally go to like, because I'm a freelancer, and that's how mm-hmm. thankfully thankfully I'm able to like sustain myself. Like I like I deliver. I'm not sure if you guys have Uber there, but I do Uber yeah. eats. So I like I deliver food, I and I, I I love I, I I actually love doing it, and it's like, and I could as of now I don't have any intentions of like going back. So like a day job in the sense of like brick and mortar and like, especially having to wear a mask the whole time, I yeah. would lose. I mean, I could, but I think I would lose it. I guess that's what I was yeah. trying to say with like yeah. wearing no, the mask the whole time. The sh- yeah, because of the show, I'm 
I'm so not faced by masks anymore. I'm so used to wearing them. Um, yeah. Even with the full face of makeup on, like, I'm so just like, oh, yeah, I can wash this. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, I, I do the same thing. And I like to think that, like, I surprise people by showing up and, like, especially at the start of the year, mm -hmm. well, right before we went into lockdown, like, I had, like, full blonde hair extensions in and... Like, I, I, th I felt like I'm going to surprise people being a pretty DoorDash deliverer. <laughs> I should, I, I probably will wear this after my vet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, God. I actually have like a film errand, so I'm going to deliver. I'm, I'll just wear this. Be like, yeah. I yeah. am your butler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm delivering your food. Yeah. So it, it was always, yeah, it's like. I'm not doing it now because my mom is always like, Anna, don't do this. Don't go to other people's houses. You might get sick. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I won't do it now. But it was it was fun to like, I'd be coming home from like a face painting gig in another part of Sydney. And I'm like, okay, on the way, I may as well like try and deliver some food. Yeah. Um, and then, cause like, I would have just been like a princess or something, or I have to be like done up because like we have to have like a, a a work face on so I'm like yeah. my hair and makeup's done nicely and I'm wearing like decent clothes so I'm like coming and like hi I'm here to deliver you your, your why why not food. right I mean where's the camera where do you look where's the candid cameras yeah yeah I mean talk about abundance talk about embracing you know like different ways of earning money you know like it's all there I, I I'm, I'm starting to really believe that like it's everywhere yeah. you just have to like yeah really open not only your eyes but like just open your whole self to like receiving the abundance which is actually how the uber eats came into my life i was like like i i, I i'll give you the cliff notes version so i had like a one morning where i was just working on my stuff freelance stuff and i was like praying i was like <laughs> i don't think I, I don't know for how long i could keep sustaining this until mm -hmm. i you know until the next time i get my money right and then the next day it rained so it was being painted as like the noah's ark kind of thing it flooded mm. it was like flooding and i was outside you know like getting coffee and mm. that idea basically came of like me delivering through my friend who'd suggested it to me so in yeah. other words that's when it happened and i was like i never looked back i drove in the flood i was like we gotta make it wow. to the person's house that you know? scares <laughs> me mm. Heavy turn yeah. rain scares me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love rain. Kapatid, we 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 basically made it to the end. Um, yeah. Like, I first of all, well, actually, just a, the final question that I want to ask. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I just want to say, like, I like I'm so thankful for this opportunity to get to to talk to you because, like. Parang like in in Tagalog I'll say walang halong showbiz, which means mm. you're so relatable. And I just like we we had so we have so many things in common. And I yeah. just don't think I would have gotten the chance to know that if unless if I hadn't done this, you know, showing you for you reaching out. I'm yeah. like if if she can do it, I can do it too. That's like that's all my whole yeah. thing about this. Yeah, <laughs> and then the fact that we both delivered too. So I know. <laughs> yeah, gotta hustle. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So, with that being said, I'm going to ask you the final question, and um, maybe you're familiar, maybe not. But that question is: If uh, no, wait, just kidding. I went back to my icebreaker. Just kidding. Um, what legacy would you like to leave behind? Um, 
the legacy that I want to leave behind is obviously, you know, being that representation for kids who aren't 100% one ethnicity, 100% another ethnicity, not necessarily, not just in Australia anymore. Like as I was able to get like an international audience, it's for yeah. kids all yes, over everywhere. the world. Yes. Yeah. And having someone that they see on TV that is like them and mm-hmm. feeling like they're represented. Um and so just, yeah, making a difference in any way that I can, whether that's an environmental difference, whether that's a diversity within performance difference. Um, yeah, I just, I want to be able to, like, pave the way for little girls and little boys and little in-betweens that don't feel mm. represented on TV um, and in movies or in video games that's a dream. I want to be in a video game. <laughs> um, to to know that they they can do what we do mm-hmm. and feel like they can succeed, especially in more westernized cultures where, you know, we're not like the ideal number one casting choice. But mm-hmm. if you are the right person, right energy in the room, and you can book the role and do what needs to be done for that role, then you can it's do it. You. you just got to put in the hard yards. Exactly. Um, you. So yeah, that's that's the the legacy. Just making a difference in all aspects of what I do, and um, feeling like I'm representing my mixed race community, not just the mm. Filipino community, not just the like white community. Because yeah, I'm not one. I'm not physically a hundred percent both. So representing the yeah. kids that feel like oh yeah you I don't look like this person I don't like this person um mm. I look like both of them mixed together that's yeah. that's the the that kind of legacy that I want to leave yes and you know to um I think too like from what we've talked about and I and I actually rarely like say my perspective on the person as they say this question because it's yours right this is your Mm -hmm. this is your truth and this your moment you know but i think too like um by showing up like by continuing to do what you do by like literally living your best life whether that's like Mm -hmm. juggling many many jobs so that you could actually sustain being a performer an actress a mogul you know that you are paving the way by being a you are paving the way by being a good ancestor basically, mm. for the future generations to come, which is what you yeah. said. And I'm quoting this from my best friend um, who was on my podcast, um, She, which she quoted that from someone else. So, by being a good ancestor for the future generations to come. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I really like that. That's really, like, it, it really puts it into perspective of, like, we only talk about ancestors as, like, really, really, really far in, in the, the past. past. In so, the past, but we never, I feel like we never consider us. Mm, that we eventually will be ancestors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Isn't that scary crazy? as it sounds? But I like, know. I know it's scary. I know. No. Oh, yeah. 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 But in the impact of the work that we do, then that's how we will define if we were a good ancestor. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kapatid, where can people find you? This is the time to plug, plug the show, plug. You, I know you have a YouTube channel, your Instagram, mm-hmm. everything that you do. Share, share, share. Share galore. Yes. So I am on pretty much all social media is at Sana Danielle, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Um, 
then my YouTube channel is just my name, Susanna Downs. I'm trying to get back into it. Like this year has been really, really up and down with my YouTube game. Trying to get back into it. Um, as soon as we're out of lockdown, I think there's going to be more content that I can actually do. Because <laughs> um, there's only so much you can do in a lockdown vlog. So yeah, Talking, talking head, things, yeah. Yeah. Once but. things open up again, I think that there'll be more activity on there. And then if there's any pageant girls that are um, watching this, then yeah, my pageant love. coaching business just my cat has knocked over so many cardboard boxes. Um, <laughs> my pageant coaching uh, business just launched on Monday and that's true to you pageantcoaching.com.au. Um, but it's open for international because we'll be doing both online coaching and in-person coaching. So Australian and international I am open, ready to go because she's been retired for a couple months now. So I'm dipping my toes back into the pageant world by being a coach. By giving yeah. back, basically. By giving back, exactly. Yes. And my kapatid plug the I know your show, The Unusual Suspects. Oh, yeah, of course. And yes, The Unusual Suspects. Um, if yes, it's Australia, in America now. On, yeah, if you're in Australia, it's on SBS On Demand. Um, and if you're in America, it's on Hulu. I think there's some other European um, streaming services, but if you can get a VPN and just get Hulu, <laughs> then by all means. Um, yeah, and it's a four-parter, so you can binge it all in one day, just yeah. four, four to five hours of your day. Um, I'm due for another rewatch of it because it's... Season not, two! Not this is that's oh, what everyone's um, been saying. Like what I was telling I now, I'm like, two. season two, season two. I personally haven't watched I mean, it, but I was just like... I get the I'm, feeling that I'm, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm running for one. Like, I'm ready. Gigi will be blonde in it. But like, I think <laughs> that was the trajectory she was on already. Um, yeah. Wow. Ah, this is so cool. We made it to the end of the episode. Um, and Yay. I guess what's, I guess what's currently on my mind right now, besides like running to the kitchen to eat after this, is the <laughs> fact that I have not only... Had one, which is Ate Aina, um, mm -hmm. now Susanna. You know, like I've met two actors, actresses from the show, and Yay. you know, and coming in, you know, like finally when I, you know, finally getting to watch it, it's like coming with all these like talks that we've had. I'm like, that's yeah. never happened to me. So that's all I'm gonna say. I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know all the backstories behind everything with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm just grateful there that's what i'm saying yes oh no thank it you is. no it was really really great to like start my day getting oh, to I, with you. oh yes it's only it's about to be seven so on that yeah. note we're gonna end it here so this is soul supremacy where we talked about all things or most things unapologetic all things passion and in pursuit of which is literally what our lovely guest over here Susanna Downs has really really exemplified with her grit with her resilience and ultimately her passion to give back to the world by um, being an advocate for being themselves so on that note we will see you next Friday at 7 p.m I almost forgot Pacific <laughs> time on YouTube and on the podcast platforms thank you Susanna thank you thank you and that's a cut this podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino for more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.